Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Ladies and gentlemen, I got some uh, disturbing news this weekend from a source. I've never let you down with sources, right? Serious question. If I let you down, Spygate, you know, read Spygate I wrote four years ago. Pretty much nailed it, right? Wasn't me. It was sources. I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm patting them on the back. I was just the purveyor of good information I got. Didn't let you down on the Epstein case. That show on Friday blew up, the Epstein show. Told you about a source there, too. Was pretty much right on target on that, right? Well, I've got another source about the Biden mental state situation, which is deteriorating rapidly. The Democrats are getting very, very worried. You're not going to want to miss the show. Today's show brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. Ladies and gentlemen, Guard your online profile today. Get a VPN and stop these people from prying into your online information. Get a VPN. Go now. ExpressVPN.com slash Bongino. ExpressVPN.com slash Bongino. Go today. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this Monday. Producer Joe, how are you today? Fine, sir. Well, for a Monday, I'm doing okay. But you know how Mondays are. It's I think we both have I know. A, we just had like a that. total meltdown equipment. <laughs> yeah. So we have this earpiece, just so you know. What you got there, I dude? had this older earpiece, oh. and I was cleaning it with an alcohol pad, and it uh-huh. had one of these film. It's one of these alcohol pads that leads a film. Look, you can see it right now. A whole bunch of water. Got in the thing, and we were like panicking. That's what it is. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. Now, there you go. It's gone. Now we have this. What? What are you laughing? (laughs) I'm not spitting into the thing. I'm cleaning it out. I'm going to have to clean that out later today. But that goes to show you what happens if you're interested in podcasting. Luckily, you have to have a backup, which I do for everything. Now I'll have to clean this thing. Yeah, right? This is a great show. All right, let's get to it. A lot of stuff to talk Uh about today. Always loaded on a Monday. Today's show brought to you by our friends, sponsored by our friends at Bravo Company Manufacturing. Just like the shirt. Love their t-shirts. I always appreciate them. Send them over. Bravo Company, started by a Marine veteran more than two decades ago. Bravo Company Manufacturing, or BCM, builds a professional-grade rifle built to combat standards. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a sporting arms company, okay? If you want a sporting rifle, a hunting rifle, those are great. Good companies do that. That's not what Bravo builds. They build a professional-grade product because they believe the same level of protection should be provided to every American. Regardless if you're a private citizen, a Leo, law enforcement officer, in your in the military or elsewhere. Bravo Company Manufacturing designs, engineers, and manufactures high-quality, life-saving equipment. The best rifles in the business. I have two of them. They're my go-tos. They assume when a rifle leaves their shop, it'll be used in a life-or-death scenario. God forbid, by a responsible citizen, when it's not just that paper target coming at them. They build professional-quality products for private citizens, law enforcement officers, and soldiers overseas. They put people before their products. They build them right here in Heartland, Wisconsin. Ladies and gentlemen, can't recommend them high, highly enough. You see me wearing their shirts a lot. Head on over to Bravo Company MFG, like Mary Frank George. Bravo Company MFG.com. Bravo Company MFG.com. Discover more about their products, special offers, and upcoming news. That's Bravo Company MFG.com. You need more convincing? Check out their YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bravo Company USA. If you're in the market for a rifle, go now. Bravo Company MFG.com. All right, Joe, let's go. Here we go. So let's dig right into this one. So uh, I, I received a communique. What do you want to call it? You want to talk fancy stuff like the liberal see the thing showing this new one? I'm already not liking this thing. It's already showing. I got like a thing hanging out of my ear. Like I'm back in the secret service. You do have a thing so, hanging out there. <laughs> I don't. I know. Yeah. I know. I do. The very Ben Stiller something about Mary. <laughs> Some of you got that. So I received that communique. A dossier, whatever you want to call it, except maybe it's real, from a, a, a let's say, a certain um, source of mine. And the source said this, listen, Biden's mental state is really deteriorating rapidly, folks, rapidly, like uh, to the point where Democrats are getting seriously, genuinely concerned about what's going on. Folks, he is, listen, I, I don't put this out there lightly. I've received communications like this before i've been hesitant to put out there because the reliability is questionable not not this one you know having been around democrat politics and democrats for a long time i maintain a good quality network of sources even amongst democrats who are concerned about 
you know, there are some out there left, shockingly, very small group, but still concerned about the future of the country. They are terrified. Listen to me. This is one of the most important things I've opened up the show within a very long time. I'm telling you, people around Joe Biden in his network, they're every day seeing him from dawn to dusk, from what we used to call socks on to socks off. Socks on in the bed, socks off to go back to bed are telling me this guy's not there. He's not there. Not Joe, just to be clear on what we're talking about here for our audience, because it's mm-hmm. important. I'm not talking about like he forgets where he put the mayonnaise after making tuna. You know, he forgets where the the refrigerator in his, uh, you know, backup freezer in his garages. I'm talking about the guy's completely not there, like losing it at times. Confused where he is. Has to be kind of coached through things sometimes. And the problem, from what I'm hearing from people, the problem, if you're missing the gesticulations, you can watch the show, youtube.com slash Bongino. The problem is it's getting worse. That although there may be some degree of functionality still left, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's disappearing at a geometrically expanding rapid rate. To the point where they're concerned about what's going to happen in November with the election 90 days from now. Forget about, Joe, what's going to happen four years from now if Biden's elected. Mm. I said on Jesse Waters' show this weekend, which I, I, uh, I do once in a while. I said to Jesse, no one really thinks anymore in the Democrat Party Biden's going to be president. Now do you understand why the vice presidential pick has been delayed three or four times now? Folks, I'm telling you, this is dangerous stuff. You were about to, I, listen, I get it. I'm a supporter of the president. I understand there are Democrats who just hate this guy. I'm just telling, talking about President Trump. Sad, I know you let your personal feelings get in the way a lot. I'm just telling you, you're about to vote for a guy who is entirely incapable of doing the job, the most important job in the world. If this was your company and your business, you would absolutely, and your wallet was going to take a hit knowing you were going to elect via a board, a CEO was going to run your company right into the ground on day one. You would never do it. Mm-hmm. No, But no. you're doing it, be- right? Because you feel like, I don't know, they'll back them up. The VP will come in and fill in the void. The cabinet's going to back them up. I said this on Jesse Waters this weekend. No one actually believes Biden's going to be president. They think it's either going to be the VP or they think it's going to be the cabinet somehow taking over some kind of whatever consensus opinion. Folks, you understand how dangerous this is? You were about to elect a guy who is completely falling apart. Now, I posted this on Parler and on other social media accounts as well, Facebook as well, and it blew up. Here is the actual uh, post that got a whole bunch of attention. I said, not a joke, not hyperbole. And I meant it. This isn't a joke and it's not exaggeration. I'm hearing from people close to the situation that Biden's cognitive decline is rapidly worsening and is becoming increasingly difficult to mask. Those were almost the exact words. The Democrats are going to have to make a decision soon. Well, boy, did that elicit a response. Red State, uh, here's Breitbart, a couple others picked up this American Thinkers, a good piece. You can see him on my social media feeds at Parler as well. I posted most of them. Dan Bongino warns Biden's cognitive decline is rapidly worsening. Joel Pollack. Folks, I'm not kidding. This is for real. Now, in case you think I'm making this up, oh, man, dead sources, you know, all right, he was right on Spygate, he was right on Clinton, but, you know, I'm just going to toss this one into the wind. The Democrats are behind the scenes in a panic. They're afraid this guy's not even going to be able to make it to November. I don't mean make it like live. I mean cognitively make it and pretend, literally pretend he's all there. Right. I'll play a quick video. Joe, of course, always gets a preview before the show. Here's a video of Clinton, uh, phony, fraud, former press secretary, one of the worst guys in uh, in the business character-wise. I mean, completely devoid of a spine whatsoever. Here's hatchet man Joe Lockhart, Clinton phony. He went on CNN this weekend, and they're already laying down the new narrative, Joe. That Biden shouldn't have to, uh, should Biden should not have to debate Trump, yeah. and then fill in the reasons why. 
But here's Lockhart's reason why, because they don't want him on the stage because they know he's not there. So check out Joe Lockhart on CNN already laying down how Biden should stay off the debate stage because they know he can't handle it. Check this out. Yeah, well, he will say that. And, and I think, uh, as I wrote in the article, it's worth the risk. Um, you know, he's this is a president who, as I said in the article, is incapable of telling the truth. He spins these conspiracy uh, theories out there and. Up till now, most of those theories are uh, broadcast by Fox News and, you know, on his Twitter feed. And, you know, most Americans don't see that. The debates are very different. This is the one thing, you know, now that we're not really going to have conventions where the public will tune in, you know, uh, you know, 50, 60 million people. And they will they will see all of this nonsense from him. He will take the truth and, and destroy it. And, and Biden will be in the position of correcting him over and over and over again. I don't think he should give him that platform. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, can you imagine this? We're about to elect the president of the United States, the most powerful position, not just the most powerful position in the world, the most powerful position in the world in the history of the world, right? So it's been the most powerful position on the planet for well over 100 years. You know, in the beginning, the presidency was powerful, but you still had... Uh, you know, you still had uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the British to deal with and other great empires. We are the world's biggest empire now. You have now things you didn't have 200 years ago, right, Joe? You, had, you have nuclear weapons. Yeah. You have geopolitical decisions that could enter us into World War III tomorrow morning that could end in an apocalyptic catastrophe. It is not only the most powerful position in the world, it's the most powerful position in the world in the history of the world. And you're about to elect a guy who the Democrats are afraid to put on a debate stage. They're hiding this guy. The New York Times floated an op-ed piece. Joe Biden shouldn't debate President Trump. Oh, go ahead. The reasons are irrelevant. Lockhart's like, because Trump lies. There are, I don't I don't mean they're irrelevant in terms of irrelevant in terms of analysis. They're irrelevant in terms of Lockhart doesn't actually mean that. They're just filling in the blank reasons and floating out and poking you to see which one will. You get what I'm saying? Like which one will resonate with the public more? Right. Reason number one: Trump lies. Yeah, Trump lies. That's not the debate. They're just trying to figure out what focus group, what a focus group will tell them, and what will make more sense and what will resonate with the public. They don't mean any of it. They know in any election any election from dog catcher to the presidency, there should be at minimum a debate so you can flesh out the ideas. Folks, this is really bad. I'm not kidding. You can expect this to get much worse. Much worse. I am extremely concerned with the information I'm hearing. He is not there. He's not there. It's getting worse by the minute. All right, through the magic of... uh, Post-editing, Paula managed to fix his earpiece, which was driving me absolutely crazy during the show. So thank you, Paula. Thank you, Joe, for your patience. (laughs) That was about a 30-second clip we had to cut out of the show. I'm like, wait, wait. I'm like, T.O., time out. Time out, kids. We got to stop. This thing's driving me nuts. Thank you, Paula, for fixing that. I really appreciate it. All right, let me move on to my next story. But seriously, very, very concerned about Biden. You should be, too. This is really, really troubling. Folks, I've, I've warned you repeatedly and I've, 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 I've warned you and, and not so much because I think you're on the right, you know, the wrong side of right. You're on the right side of right. But because some of you work at companies, represent companies and talk to people who own companies who are under the mistaken impression that catering to the rage mob and the blue checkmark Twitter brigade of, of lunatic social justice warriors, that doing that is a good move for your business. I cannot emphasize to you in strong enough terms how a small pocket of what were relatively anonymous losers 10 and 15 years ago have managed through the use of social media platforms to make you believe that this small pocket of basement-dwelling losers, otherwise known as the social justice warrior outrage mob, they make you believe that they're a bigger presence in the market than they are. So you're a company, for example, whatever, uh, you know, Joey Bag of Donuts Inc. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You have a product. The product is, you know, has a name they don't like or a photo they don't like. And they come after you and say, look, Joey Bag of Donuts Inc. Is, is racist. It's not the people saying, when I people, I mean the market. It is a small group of losers sitting in their basement roasting s'mores in a Snuggie. But because they're on Twitter, 
and they talk to each other and other social media platforms, it makes you believe that a huge portion of your customers are offended by this product you sell with a photo that nobody cared about five minutes ago. Maybe it's a photo like Lando Lakes of the of the Indian woman, uh, you know, sitting there with the Lando Lakes. Remember that? Oh, my gosh, we're all offended. Nobody would nobody cared about that for 50, 60 years. Yeah. But now all of a sudden everybody's offended. Right. So you're Joey Bank of Donuts, you're like, you're in your board, you're in, oh my gosh, you're in your boardroom, hair's on fire, everybody comes in, look what I saw on Twitter, this is crazy, they're coming after us, our customers are going to boycott, we're not going to have any Joey Bank of Donuts, Joey Bank of Donuts, Donuts left, we got to stop, we got to get rid of this tomorrow. No, you don't. Large swaths of America don't give a hoot about your packaging. They don't care about the name Redskins. They don't care about any of this stuff. It's all made up, fake outrage mob nonsense. Having said that, catering to the rage mob will cost you customers you thought would be cost by keeping your packaging that the little Snuggie Brigade told you was a bad idea. You don't believe me? Again, as I've told you 22,642 times when you cater to the, the left-wing rage mob and you do what they want you to do. We're going to kneel. We're going to genuflect for the Black Lives Matter, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. What happens? Well, look at this story in Breitbart. Again, totally, completely unexpected by every sane, rational person in the United States. Warner Todd Houston, Breitbart. Story will be up in the show notes today. Please check it out. Bongino.com slash newsletter to access the newsletter slash show notes, same thing. Ratings crash for NBA and Major League Baseball after protest-filled debuts. You know, someone close to me, I'm not going to say who, but shares my last name. Maybe one of my brothers. Maybe the older one. I'm not saying who it is, though. Called me this weekend, and we were talking about baseball. And poor guy brought up Major League Baseball and, and the Yankees. And I say poor guy because he didn't expect a, you know, five-minute me lacing into him about baseball. <laughs> he was really just calling a chat. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to say who it is. He may share my last name and be my middle, you know, middle brother. And his first name may be James. But maybe could be another guy, too. Um, so poor guy calls me. And I said to him, the point I was trying to make him about baseball and the kneelers now is you're, you're catering to a an audience that expects to be entertained, right? Joe, I'm not crazy, right? When you watch no. a movie or you watch sports, you, 99.99% of you, listen to me, you walk me, I'm gonna walk mm -hmm. through this so everybody understands, especially the liberals who are having a tough time understanding why massive numbers of people are tuning out. 99.9% .9 of people have no vested interest in that outcome at all. They don't have an ownership stake in the team. Most of them don't own season tickets. Most of them aren't trading on some equity stake they have in the team. Most of them don't have a kid playing in the team. What are it, 400-something Major League Baseball players? I don't know. The, the overwhelming number of people watching don't have a son or a daughter who's pitching in the game. It's not like your kid's Little League team where you're like, gosh, that's my son on the mound. Like, let's go, Bobby. You, you're watching for the sole purpose, sole purpose of being entertained. Was it, was it Gladiator, Russell Crowe? Are you not entertained? Right? Mm -hmm. Drew will throw in a gladiator. He always does. He texts me after the show. That's the purpose. You're there to be entertained. Um, folks, am I reading this wrong? If I am, email me. I'm happy. Send me a parlor a post. Send me a, a Twitter post, Facebook. I'm happy to hear the alternative side is, but the sole purpose is to be entertained. How am I entertained? A guy very seriously now, sarcasm aside, who loves this country, loves, not likes, not thinks it's cool, not thinks it's okay, not wants to pat it on the back, but loves with a passion this country. How am I entertained when you take a knee in total disrespect for our national anthem and you basically slap me in the face and give me the double barrel middle finger? Oh, no, 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 no. You listen to the liberals on social media. They say, stop saying that, Dan. They're not disrespecting the national anthem. No, no, they are. Because they're kneeling, which is always considered when a national anthem has been played, a sign of disrespect. That's why we stand in unison and put our hands over our hearts. And we don't kneel. 
Kneeling is meant as a form of protest, to protest something. And you'll say, well, you guys, the, the liberals will respond, you guys are reading this all wrong. This is a social justice press. Okay, protest. that's not how it started. Kaepernick, when he, he was very clear, he was protesting the country, the guy who started this, the former dreadful 49ers quarterback. And what I find interesting is liberals are asking us to understand them. You need to understand what we're doing here while making no effort whatsoever to understand us. How people who, like, like me, police officer, federal agent, but really just an American, how people like you, teachers, architects, military uh, officers, you know, military soldiers, enlisted folks out there who fought for this country for nothing, for no money, you're not getting rich off it, and who work to make this country a better place every day, who support Donald Trump and support conservative values, you make no effort to understand us at all. And you think that's entertaining to us? I don't know who told you this was a long-term business model for success. But as I said to um, this friend of mine on the phone, who may have been my middle brother, shared the last same last name, his name may have been James. Maybe, as I said to him this weekend, the problem with this is sports are handed down. Parent, the child, to their children. You watch together. I'll never forget with my... Uh, my grandfather died when I was young, but my, my grandmother remarried a really nice guy named Jerry. God rest his soul. He was a good man. It's called Pop-Pop Jerry. He was a good man. Never forget watching Yankee games with him with a bowl of Cheez-Its growing up. Telling me stories about, what was it, uh, Swish Mickelson or so, or Nicholson? Uh, swish, Swish Mickelson. He hit the ball so hard. Swish, that's all they... I'll never forget that. Those were some of the finest days of my life. They lived in Eatontown, New Jersey. I'd sit there and watch games for him two and three hours at a time. I'll never forget him having to tell me that Rich Gossage, the old Yankees relief pitcher, pitcher, and Goose Gossage were the same person. I thought that was his brother. I'm not kidding. Granted, I was like seven or eight, but he was, he, I, I didn't believe him. He came in, big, big Rich Gossage, and, I, you know, he was the Goose. That was his nickname. And I remember seeing on the scoreboard, Rich Gossage in, and I go, oh, wow, God. I said, Pops, that may be... Uh, that may be his brother, Rich. He's like, uh, no, Dan, that's the same guy. I'll never forget that. That chain's being broken now. As people like me, don't watch it. We tune out. Another byproduct of the liberal culture war that's very real against all of us. They want to wipe out everything. I'm going to get into that. That's I got a loaded show today. Sorry. So let me get let me get to my second sponsor. I've got a lot more to get to. Um, just really sad for baseball and football. It's really tough to watch. It hurts, man. The pit of my stomach. It really hurts. All right. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Genucel, favorite product of my mother-in-law who loves Genucel stuff. She can't get enough of it. Ladies and gentlemen, the Genucel summer blowout sale is on. And for a limited time, get a $30 instant coupon applied automatically to your online order. It's really that easy. Go to genucel.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Plus, order the GenuCell jawline treatment and classic GenuCell for bags and puffiness. And Chamonix will double your supply of both products for free. Listen to what Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama said about GenuCell. She says, love this product. Saw a difference the second time I used it. I recommend it to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline. My daughter even told me I look younger than last week. Now is your turn to look years and even decades younger, just like Beverly. Results are guaranteed, or you simply get 100% of your money back. It's really that easy. Order GenuCell now, and Chamonix will double your order free for a limited time. Here's what you need to do. Go to GenuCell.com, enter my special promo code DAN30, that's DAN30 at checkout, to unlock your discount today. And for results in just minutes, the GenuCell immediate effects is also yours free. Get double your order free, plus a surprise luxury gift. Don't wait another minute. Visit GenuCell.com. That's GenuCell.com, GenuCell.com, plug in code DAN30 at checkout, DAN30. Don't miss it. All right. Two-pager day. Got to bounce back and forth here because I got a lot of important material to go through. Speaking of the culture war, you may say to yourself, well, I don't get it, Dan. You know, if, if, if liberals, if they're not stupid, and they're not, you, don't, you know, don't do that. Don't make that mistake. They're malicious. Many of them are really evil. Um, many of them really would love to see the destruction of the constitutional republic as we know it. But they're not dumb. Everything they're doing is, is done strategically and tactically. So you may say, well, why do that? Why alienate large swaths of America, especially by pushing for a protest, kneeling in our anthem, for our anthem, that they know is going to alienate large swaths of people? 
Well, I want to explain to you what's really going on with the culture war. And there was a really, really, really good triple really op-ed in the Wall Street Journal this weekend about exactly this, how Marxists and socialists throughout modern human history have worked to deconstruct our past and any objective reality to institute a new and deeply troubling future. The article is entitled The Captive Mind in America's Resegregation. It's by an Andrew Mikta. He says, idol smashing and cancel culture are part of a broad ideological project to dominate society. Here's the problem the left has, folks. Let me lay out the problem first. For the left, again, try to separate yourself from rationality for a minute because we're talking about leftist nuts. And many of you are sane people and you're like, this isn't going to make sense. Try to put yourself in the mind of a leftist because the only way we're going to defeat them is by understanding how they think and why they do what they do. So put your sanity aside for a moment and think like a leftist. What's their problem? If you want to be a big government Marxist socialist where the government literally controls every component of your life, your kid's education, your health care, your job, your economy, your wallet, Everything, everything, where you live, who lives next to you, they've got to get you to believe the situation you're in now, which is almost none of those things, is horrible and deserves changing. Joe, I need you here, buddy. Um, as the audience referee, are you picking yeah. up what I'm putting down before I proceed any further? Because this yes, is important. Sir, I am. Yep, that is important. And yes, I am picking e it up. Right. Like mo the middle class is the large swath of America. You're going to need them to go along with the destruction. But it's hard to do that because many of us, you know, you have a decent house, you know, white picket fence. I'm not, I'm not saying everyone. We obviously have people who are poor. And we have people mm -hmm. who are super rich too. Some who've got there through, you know, a, a very legitimate means. Some, uh, whatever, whatever. But the large swath of America is reasonab reasonably comfortable with their lives. I'm not talking about the coronavirus and all the misery now, although they're leveraging that too. I'm talking about overall over years, not just by minute. You've got to get them to think that their situation, if I can be candid, really, really sucks. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are happy with their kids' school. They're happy they can go to the doctor when they want. They pop into the local Publix or supermarket and the shelves are stocked. You get food when you want it. You find out of it. You know, even if you find yourself out of a job, you generally have some form of unemployment insurance. Having traveled the world a lot in my prior line of work, I'm not sure you understand like how bad things can really get when you're in a really, really poor country. I spent a lot of time bouncing around Africa and certain places in the Middle East. And when you see real grinding poverty, you're like, holy Moses, we really live in a great country. Even the poor people in the United States are better than some of the middle class folks over there. So they've got to get you to think things are really bad. So how do they do it? Well, they have to make you believe as well that the country is, is, is a stain, that the country was, the, the birthing of the country was done out of some evil intent. Therefore, you're associated with evil. So you're like, gosh, I got my nice house and my kid's doing okay, but man, am I the problem? Like, Gosh, this country was birthed out of evil and we've had, you know, the, the, obviously the stain of slavery, which was very real, but no one alive had anything to do with that. But did I do that? Do I have something to do with that? And, you know, even though we were the, we're still the freest, most prosperous country on earth, are we inherently 51% evil because we've been founded by evil people? And should we detach from that? They need you to believe that story is true that you are part of some evil enterprise. Let me give you an analogy, maybe to make more sense. Okay. You work in a company, again, Joey Bag of Donuts Inc. And the company's very prosperous and makes a really good product and it makes a life-saving stent or whatever it is. And your competitor wants to take you down. How do you demoralize the employees of the country, of, of, the, com of the Freudian slip, of the company? You make them believe that they're part of a company that was founded out of some pure, a pure unadulterated. This company years ago was founded because they stole all the money from these people in this country. And it's an evil place. And you should be embarrassed working there. This place is absolutely awful and terrible. It's a way to demoralize the people there. They're doing that now. Yeah. And to do that, you got to get people on the outside of your little ideological fence to believe that they are really inherently evil and you got to get people to turn against some impression. This is how they do it. Let's go to a screenshot from this piece. There's no coming together here at all. None. 
In the piece, they say the radicals have turned race into a lens through which to view the country's history and not simply because they're obsessed with race. They've done so because it allows them to identify and separate those groups that deserve affirmation in their view and those who do not. What is taking place is the resegregation of America, the end point of which will be the rejection of everything, everything the civil rights movement fought for. It's a either you're with us or you're going to perish attitude. Now, again, another way to describe this, again, there you got these insiders on the left that think the country's inherently evil and has to be reorganized. Therefore, they have to take everything from you. They want you to feel like you're part of this evil company slash country. They want to demoralize you and beat you down. They want you always give them, you know, white privilege, all this stuff. That's what all this stuff mm-hmm. is. But the way they do it too, and stay, the way they separate you, if you don't go along with this, because most people won't, is they have to instill upon you guilt by making you feel like you did something wrong. One of the examples I always use is I was a radio host one time on WMAL. I used to guest host there. And right before the show went on that morning, I was filling in on the morning show, some uh, piece came out and I read it. And it said something like, if you use this word to describe um, Americans who happen to be gay, remember this story, Joe? It was either gay or, or homosexual, whatever the word was, that that word now meant that you were a homophobe. It wasn't yeah. like one of the words, you know, nobody, you know, you don't know say everybody knows yeah. like the stuff you don't say. It was, and it said you're, and I it was interesting the piece because I was like, really? Because that's interesting. Just a couple like years ago, that's how Democrat candidates for president describe people in the gay community. And honestly, I don't remember which one it was that would made you a homophobe. I don't, that shows you how, how weird the whole piece was because I'm confused even to this day. I don't remember. The left changes the language all the time. If you say this, you are now, racist, homophobic, transphobic, whatever it may be. They do it all the time to put you outside the fence to make you believe you're part of this evil, corrupt company. They're also doing it now with our history. Whereas in the past, you know, people believed in a common identity, George Washington, you know, the cherry tree and these myths we tell, you know, Washington was a great leader, but everybody's imperfect. But we believe, you know, we, we shared a common American, uh, you know, a common American legend. We all believed in to believe we were part of something good because we are a country that's flawed, but is generally good. Now all that's being dismantled, too, as they rip apart every objective truth we knew. Everything. They take it all apart. You don't believe me? Anything objective. Objective, meaning not subjective, meaning the opposite of my subjective interpretation. Well, what would be an objective fact? Two plus two equals four, right? That's an objective fact. The history of the country, what actually happened, the United States fought a civil war to keep the union together, fought largely over the the, uh, issue of slavery. Hundreds of thousands of men perished to keep our union together and wipe this stain from our country. All that stuff has to be wiped clean because they don't want you to feel like you're part of something good. Anything objective, history, math, all of it has to go. The objective history of religion, our Bibles. Look at this. Here's a quick imagery. There's no sound to this for our audio listeners, but here's some Bible burning going on in Portland right now. Not kidding. Bible, actual Bible burning on screen. You can see it right there, youtube.com slash Bungie, if you want to check that out. So religion, religion, which is based in objective values, right? Everyone has God-given rights. Treat your neighbor as you would treat yourself. They don't have, they can't have any, everything has to be subject. And if you're on the outside in your religion, you're definitely a homophobe if you're a Catholic. You're like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Uh, the, and, and you panic. And you're like, this, don't go to church anymore. We can't, we'll be called homophobes. That's next. So we got the Bible burning. You may say, clearly they're not going to attack oh, math. Oh, really? This was an interesting tweet. We saw disappeared on uh, Twitter this weekend. Got a lot of social media attention by a Hey Here Steve guy. He, t- he says this thing. There are two factories. Each factory has two operational machines, as well as half the parts to build another one. If the two factories were joined into one and the two halves of parts were built together, there would be five machines. This is a case where two plus two equals five. You, you think I'm kidding like this? Mm. So this is a guy who's supposedly some kind of math guy on social media. I don't know him, never met him before, but putting out a tweet trying to indicate an example where two plus two equals five. It's his tweet. I'm just reading it. Joe, just to be clear. Yeah. Is there any circumstance you've ever seen in your life? Think about this hard. Where two plus two equals five. Any. Have you ever found one? Um, mm, no. 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 Thank you, Paula. No. Just taking a little survey here. Okay. No, Paula's shaking her head. So that's never huh. happened. This is this is deliberate stuff. 
Now, in case you don't believe me, you know, like he, he's clearly like laughed off social media. Like there no number one. He, his example is ridiculous because it's two and a half plus two and a half, not two. But this is what they do. They want to wipe out any attachment you have to objective truth, rules and principles so that they can change them every day. Here's his backup. This is the uh, the social justice warrior brigade on Twitter I talked about before. You know, a couple people in their mom's basements with their snuggies making you believe this is like a widely accepted view now. This lady at Nymphomashi, that's an interesting one. She says the amount of people losing their mm over a mathematician saying there are instances where two plus two equals five is why you will never be able to convince transophobes to stop obtress, obset, oppressing <laughs> trans people. Ladies and gentlemen, this is, I'm not kidding. Holy most. They, they are, they're, they're trying to, so now two plus two equals five. It's it, by the way, she goes on in that tweet thing to talk about other reasons like why there are multiple genders and stuff like that. And you're, now you're oppressing transophobes. You understand they're trying to wipe clean from you any attachment to reality? An objective reality. Go back to the beginning. Wipe clean your attachment to the life you're living right now. The life you're living right now, the objective reality. Decent house, kids are doing okay. Generally live in a pretty great country that does really good things. They want to make you believe that this is all some bizarre fantasy land grounded in evil. And that everything has to change. And they can't get you to believe that unless they detach you from what you're living right now and make you believe you're living in some alternate evil fantasy universe. Here, another example. NBC Chicago. Chicago area leaders call for Illinois to eliminate history classes. <laughs> I could go on all day. Objective history, objective truth, it all has to go away. Reminded me and probably reminds a lot of you of a quote. Legal Insurrection put it up this morning. You read 1984 by Orwell? Quote, every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street building has been renamed. History is stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. I don't want you to ever, ever forget that. Orwell's 1984. Only way to get people to believe that they, the government and the elites that plan to take over in their new liberal uh, fantasy land, utopian fantasy land, which is really dystopian, the only way to get you to believe that they're always right and the life you're living right now is a product of an evil empire you live in is to wipe clean any indicators you have that what they're telling you is not true. Wipe clean history, statues, Bibles, religion, everything. The only decisions that will be made will be made by party elites and those decisions are always right. You've been warned. All right, um, let me get to this Washington Examiner story because it's important. All right, let's do the left time. I can see Paula's kind of moving around back there. So let me get my final sponsor, and then we'll roll through. This is an important story about their school system and how you're being, again, entirely misled by agents of misinformation out there that are driving me absolutely crazy, especially when it comes to your kid's future. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show, our final sponsor brought to you by our friends at Simply Safe. Listen, here's the thing about home security companies. Most trap you with really high prices, tricky contracts, and terrible customer support. So why there are lots of options out there. There's only one real no-brainer. That's Simply Safe. We put ours together in what an hour or so. I mean, we Paula did it. Paula, yeah, she's like me. She's point. She did it. It's super easy to use. Got the app right on my phone. We love it. Simply Safe's got everything you need to protect your home with none of the downsides of traditional home security. It's got an arsenal of sensors, cameras, a blanket, every room, window, and door tailored specifically for your home. Professional monitoring keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, or medical professionals. God forbid there's an emergency. You can set it up yourself in under an hour. Just peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. It's really that simple. There's no technician required. There's no contract. There's no pushy sales guys. There's no hidden fees. There's no fine print. All this starts at $15 a month. You can't beat that. I'm not the only one who thinks Simply Safe is great. U.S. News and World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. That's a quote. Try Simply Safe today at Simply Safe, S I M P L I, simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. Simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. 
You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. There's nothing for you to lose. Go to simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino today. Secure your house, secure your home. Use the system we use here. Simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. All right. So speaking of how that last segment, I and I'm listen, hey, my, my, again, yeah. my apologies if we, if we got too deep into the weeds, but misinformation is key. It's the key component yeah. of liberalism because what you see in front of your eyes, you have to be told isn't true. So we're being told now, of course, by the yeah. misinformation agents and disinformations out there, um, uh, Joe, don't send your kid back to school. There's a virological terror. It's going to kill everybody. Uh, this is really dangerous. Your kids are in real trouble. And we got to keep your kids out of school. Well, of course, uh, that's a teacher's union's ploy. Um, who are, uh, can we please stop the nonsense? Like the teacher's union, they're in it for the kids. They're not in it for the kids, okay? A lot of the teachers are, most of them are. The teacher's unions care about one thing, and that's power. And funds sent to teacher's unions, okay? Can we just stop the nonsense that they're in it for the kids? So- I warned you, did I not? I warned you, warned you, warned you last week that this strategy the teachers' unions were taking, close the schools or else we're going to strike, we're going to put out scientific misinformation to confuse you. I warned you this was going to backfire spectacularly. Did I not? Joe is very familiar with this area. Washington Examiner piece this weekend. Montgomery County, Maryland, Maryland, the most liberal county in one of the most liberal states in the entire country, an area I'm very familiar with. I ran for Congress over there, almost won that seat. School leaders and parents outraged over Montgomery County's closure of non-public schools. Tim Carney, Washington mm -hmm. Examiner. Joe, can you just vouch for me here that Montgomery County is a, so blue, it's almost like dark blue, borderline like purple black? The bluest of the blues, yes. The bluest, the bluest of the blue, of the right, blues, thank yeah. you. In a blue state, that's yeah. the bluest, almost the bluest of the blue. Montgomery County is deeply populated with radical liberals. I would border, borderline socialists in many cases. Yeah. It's a very affluent suburb. But as I've always warned you about liberalism, the great irony of liberalism is it even hurts liberals. The irony of conservatism is conservatism helps conservatives and liberals too. If you weigh it out, it's kind of a no-brainer. Conservatives, we leave you alone, you leave us alone. Liberals, we'll never leave you alone. Just when we install liberals, please leave us alone. Wait, you're liberals. You said don't leave me alone, but don't now leave you alone. Yes. So now liberalism is eating liberals alive in Montgomery County as the extremely affluent, largely liberal, not all, but largely liberal par parentage out there are like, wait, wait, wait. They're closing down my kids' elite private schools too? Yes, yes, they're doing that for you. Yes, your kids. Pieces in the show notes, it's fascinating. Because the far-left radical county executive in Montgomery County apparently has been lying to people, too. Keep in mind, he's talking about closing down non-public schools, private institutions of learning, Catholic schools and elsewhere, schools that are, are Jewish. There's a rabbi quoted in there. These aren't public schools. These aren't government enterprises. These are private. He's shutting private schools down too. And he's lying to people. He's telling people, the county executive, Joe, he's like, hey, we got a lot of buy-in from these schools. They want this. They want to close down. And they're like, no, 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 uh, no, we're not. They're actually quoted in a piece saying that's not true. Parents are losing their marbles. They can't go back to work. Their kids can't go back to school. They're shutting down private schools. This is what they do. They lie to you based on a bunch of misinformation. And as I said to you and warned you last week, this is the worst strategy ever for the teachers unions. Listen, I'm not here to give you advice. You do you, I do me. I've got my little ecosystem here in the Bongino ecosystem. You've got your teachers union thing going on. I'm just telling you, if you want a piece of semi-objective advice. It's hard to completely remove myself from the situation. This is the dumbest tactic I have ever seen in my life. Close the schools on demand or will strike alienating middle-class and wealthy parents and people in lower-income categories too alienating the bluest of blue counties in the entire country. And you think this is a winner? It gets worse, by the way. Corey DeAngelis, who does great work on school choice, had this uh, social media post up this weekend. 
A coalition of 10 teachers unions and the Democrat Socialists of America are now demanding a ban of new charter schools, a ban of private school choice, a ban of standardized tests, police-free schools, and more federal funding. They're holding a national day of resistance tomorrow. Folks, listen, if you're a teacher out there, I'm sorry, but it's time right now to take a stand. These teachers unions are an embarrassing disgrace that are doing this. An embarrassing disgrace. Embarrassing. Humiliating. They're not in it for the kids. They don't give a damn about your kids. I'm not going to accept that they give a damn about your kids because they don't. Whether your kids learn a mm thing this year, they couldn't care any less. Now, some of you will say, because, you know, we do like science and stuff here. Well, Dan, aren't they basing this school closing thing on CDC guidance? Well, let's listen to the CDC. Here's Robert Redfield, the CDC director, debunking three specific myths that schools shouldn't open, that they're dangerous, and that there's some massive risk to students from doing so. Listen to this. Check this out. Watch the video on the YouTube, too, because there's some questions in the background on the screen, youtube.com slash Bongino. But here's Redfield from the CDC debunking the teachers' union's nonsense that this is going to be some mass super spreader event. Check this out. CDC encourages all schools all schools uh, to do what they need to reopen uh, and to have plans that anticipate that the COVID-19 cases will in fact occur. When I reopen, I think it's worth noting that CDC never recommended general school closure throughout this pandemic. We see schools, as has already been mentioned, as a vital part of our society. And we think as you measure the different risk, it's clear that uh, we would see the greater risk to our society is to have these schools closed. I thought we were doing the science. I thought we were being guided by by the science. I thought we were doing facts, you know, data, that, that, that kind of thing, numbers, risk analysis. I thought, I thought we were doing that. So now you're telling me we're not doing that because that's not what the CDC, remember, we're supposed to trust the government, right? Yeah. The CDC, we're supposed to trust them, right? Just what we've been told, right? Our, our, our liberal overlords have told us the government, the government, these bureaucratic geniuses, these scions, these intellectual giants, we're all supposed to trust them, right? But you ever notice how we're never supposed to trust them when it conflicts with the left's political agenda through the teachers' unions? which are now to keep the school, What you know, I never even told you what the agenda was. Which, here it is right here. Keep the schools shut until we get what we want, more money. That's it. It's as simple as that. It's no more complicated than that. You will give us money and ban our competition, privates and charter schools. You saw it in there. Do I have to put the tweet up again? The teachers unions demands more money, ban charter schools. You will get rid of our competition because our public schools, a lot, a lot, a lot of them sadly suck. You will ban our competition and you'll give us more money for getting rid of our competition because we don't want competition because we'll lose students to schools that are actually teaching kids. Get rid of them or we're not opening. That's exactly what's going on right now. And you think this is a political tactic that's going to work or we're going to hold your kids' education hostage? Good luck with that, folks. Good luck. And to the teachers' unions, real seriously, imbeciles who are listening, the teachers' unions' management, divorce the teachers from them for a minute. There's a lot of teachers are upset about this. Do they understand the disaster this is going to be? Whoever told you this was a genius strategy going forward, fire them yesterday and ask for your money back. You have no idea the damage by the second you were doing to your cause. All right. Now, the reason I started the show with this culture war material, well, I started with Biden, but outside of that, the kneeling, the war against an objective reality, the war against facts, the war against our history, is because, folks, disinformation is liberal. It's the left specialty. Disinformation. Oh, America stinks. Your life is awful. We got to switch this whole thing up. We need the socialists in charge. Capitalism is evil. Yeah, but I'm doing okay. No, 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 you're not. You're part of an evil byproduct. You're responsible for our scourge of of uh, the country's initial founding and the you know our initial attachment to slavery, you did that. Meanwhile, you're like, what are you talking about? Like uh, that, that, you know, th- th- me. They have to make you feel like you're part of a company slash country that again is bedrocked in evil motives and intentions, and that requires misinformation, lies, 
Distortions, deception, disinformation, propaganda, agitprop. Requires all of that. It's how they're making you believe you have to keep your kid out of school despite no evidence from any credible scientific authority that the risk is any greater than it would be for something like the seasonal flu. We don't shut down the schools for that. Matter of fact, the risk of seasonal flu to your kid is four times greater. It's all misinformation. Well, I heard some this weekend. Let me give you a little backstory. Point of personal privilege here. I watch a lot of cable news. One, for show prep. And two, because I'm always concerned about what the left is going to say. And if, you know, I'm open to new information. Always. I mean that. If a leftist says something that's objectively true, like two plus two equals four, I'm not going to challenge it because they're a leftist. Leftists will do the, the, the opposite to us. So I heard something the other day. I was watching cable news and I was talking about a debate about the stimulus package, the coronavirus stimulus package. There is a $600 unemployment supplement paid by the federal government in addition to your state unemployment benefits if you lost your job to corona. The problem with this $600 enhancement is some, not all, but some people, I kid you not, are being paid more via that enhancement. You following me, everyone? Are being paid more to stay home than to go back to the jobs they were laid off from. Everybody tracking me? Yes, sir. It's important. So, thank you. I, I always need Joe here for this. So, yeah. I heard this weekend, I'm listening to a debate, and one of the leftists says, hey, there's a Yale study out showing that that's not true, that people being, they are not all, again, but a small subset of people are being literally paid more to stay home than they would if they went back to their jobs. They, the guy, the liberal says, no, 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 that's not having any effect on jobs which I know is not true because I talk to a lot of business owners all the time. They email me. I talk to friends of mine who own businesses and they're telling me, Dan, I can't get my employees to come back to work because the federal government supplement, they're making more to sit home. Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, forget the morals and ethics, a perfectly rational mathematic decision, right? Stay home, make more, go to work, make less, stay home. Right. So I hear this liberal on TV and he says, no, there's a Yale study showing that that's not true. Yale study showing that this isn't creating a disincentive and that people who are making more, no, no, they're going back to work. And I thought, what's my job here on the Dan Bongino show to go and look up the Yale study, find information about it and show you why you're asking me to believe two plus two equals five. So a researcher at Yale is telling you that large swaths of Americans who will literally make more money by sitting home on unemployment, are returning to work because why? You're asking me to believe something that can't possibly be true, especially in light of the fact, pay, pay attention to the beginning of the show, my circumstances around me are true. Business owners I know are coming to me telling me they can't get their employees back. The disinformation specialists on the left who want to deconstruct history want you to kneel before the flag because they think the country's evil, are the same ones telling me what you heard from the business owners not true because Yale told me. Yale said, no, no, that's not happening. So, of course, I did your homework for you because I know you're busy, and that's what I'm here for. As Joe says, everything you need to know an hour. Wall Street Journal this weekend about that Yale study. Again, suggesting that, no, no, people who are being paid more to stay home, they'll go back to work, many of them, because they're really good people. Many of them will. A lot of them won't. Title of the piece, which is, by the way, absolutely terrific and fantastic, is Economists versus Common Sense. If you pay people not to work, fewer will work. <laughs> Except at Yale, it seems. Perfect. I was concerned about this. Oh, I'm not kidding you. All weekend, I'm like, Yale's telling us that people are being paid more to stay home, and yet they're all going back. Does it make sense? So what, as we always do here on the show, where was the study did happen? That is an objective fact, right? Two plus two equals four. Yale did do a study. That study did find out that some people are returning. But what's the catch here? There's always, always a catch. There's always a catch. That's what the Bongino show's here for. Here we go. Screenshot number one. What did they do with the Yale economists? How did they massage the data, Joe? Well, the Yale Economist quote found that higher wage replacement rates didn't reduce rehiring at small businesses in their sample. Oh, keep this up a second, Miss Paula here. So, oh, wow, Joe, Yale's right. We're all crazy. Paying people more to stay home. They are actually going back to work. Yale's saying it didn't reduce rehiring, right? We're all crazy, right, Joe? Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. wow. Hold on. Hold on. Some of you on YouTube got to read ahead like Joe. All right, Joe. <laughs> 
It goes on. Quote, yet the study excluded part-time workers. It did. And those who hadn't been working at a business in their sample in the last year. In other words, the study focused on workers with more, uh, with more loyalty to their employers. See what they did there? Oh. I'll explain. Don't worry. Yeah, you please. see the trick? So Yale, of course, they're economists who are trying to gaslight you and make you believe, again, your life in America stinks and you're part of a, a racist, awful country, that an objective truth that you live in a great country, that's an objective truth, your reality right now is all false. And they're trying to gaslight you into believing that what you heard objectively from businesses, I can't hire back workers, is false. So how do they do it? They do a study and they leave out, they exclude part-time workers and people who hadn't been at their business very long. And they only study people who've been at their business more than a year and who are full-time. In other words, people who have a significant attachment to their job, who are, of course are not going to sit home for a few more weeks of unemployment. They've had the job for many years. They're full-time and it's their career. But that's fascinating. When you include the people in the job, like my friend who's a business owner in a restaurant who told me he's having a hard time firing, hiring people back. Who are those people? They're his part-timers who in the restaurant business typically come in and out and maybe aren't there more than a year. In other words, Joe, when you include the people that actually matter in the real world, when I say actually matter for the analysis, when you leave them out of your study, of course you get a result you want. Yeah. We're only talking about career professionals. No, no, we're talking about the real world. You're talking about only career professionals. You see what they did there? Yeah. Yeah. You got that, right? Paula, did you get that? They left out people who are most likely to return to show you that this is all made up. Here, it goes on. Because this is, I mean, and this is incredible. Again, we're living in a gaslighting world where if you're not doing your homework, you're believing this stuff. Quote, but short-termers and part-timers make up the vast majority of workers in food and, in a food and drinking beverage business. They were half of the business sample. And these workers benefited most from the benefit bump. A worker in Louisiana who made $2,400 from part-time jobs all of last year would collect $2,516 a month in jobless benefits today. $29 a week from the state plus $600. Folks, what's going on here? Liberals, again, have to engage in a disinformation and misinformation campaign to separate you from reality. They don't want you back to work. They want you miserable. They want you reliant on the government. They don't want you to have an attachment to any meritocracy in your job. They want you suckled to the government mm, the whole time. So to do it, they have to feed you scientific research that's obviously slanted and garbage to make you believe your objective reality is in fact false. Of course, there are going to be large swaths of people, if you pay them more to sit home, who are going to, in fact, sit home. Is this surprising? It's what I'm here for. So when your liberal friends say, when you say to when you say to them, listen, the stimulus, there's a problem with it. We're paying people too much money with money we don't have taxpayer dollars to sit home and not work and they're not going back to work. When they say that's not true, the Yale study, be like, no, no, uh, that's actually not true. They disregarded part-time workers and people who haven't been at their jobs very long. The very people who aren't returning back to work. In case you missed that, you know, science and stuff. That's what we do here. Can I show you, Paul, can we skip to this video? I'm going to, this is very disturbing. Joe got to see this. I'm, Joe, thank you for pulling this out because some of these embed videos and some, yeah. this is from the Daily Mail, hat tip to them. They got this from, a, it's a body cam. Of, this is disturbing. I'm not messing with you folks. Um, so if you have, you know, kids, it's, I mean, it's not like inappropriate, but, uh, I got this off the Daily Mail. It's body cam footage from a police officer over in the United Kingdom where they have socialized medicine. I was going to make this part of a block about Biden and his tax hikes coming, which I'll, I'll do tomorrow. Um, but this is worth seeing and ending the show on. I'll get into that tomorrow because I don't want to give this up. Uh, I don't want to shortchange this. So there's a man in the UK and his six-year-old daughter's on life support. This is real footage. It's police body cam footage. Apparently had some disagreement with the hospital. Remember, this is socialized medicine, government-run medicine, where they have the power and you don't. The medical professionals, in conjunction with the government, will tell you what to do, how long you can live. I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. They have a thing called a quali over there. 
quality life year. That's a real thing. Look it up. QLY. Meaning if they don't feel in these government-run medicine systems that Biden wants to bring into the United States and his left-wing allies, Sanders and AOC and the other ones, not a joke. It's not hyperbole. They want to bring here. They have a system where they have a kind of a math formula called the quality that will determine when you get medical help and when you don't. Well, this man and his wife are sitting in the hospital bedside with their six-year-old daughter. There apparently is a disagreement about what the treatment for the daughter is going to be. I Again, in the effort to keep the show fact-based, you can read the article, be up in the show notes, and you can do the background yourself. I'm sure there's disagreements on both sides about what happened before. I'm just telling you this. This is this guy's daughter. He's at his daughter's bedside. There was a disagreement with the hospital about what he wants to happen to his daughter which regardless of what happened before or after this, what I want to happen to my daughter is what's going to happen. God forbid something happens to them and they're in a situation like this. The hospital calls the police. The police show up and I want you to listen to this. It's tough to listen to if you can watch the video on YouTube, but this is the struggle that ensues after a few minutes when the guy refuses to leave his six-year-old daughter's bedside. The man subsequently had a heart attack while they were pulling him away. This is tough to listen to and watch, but check this out. You imagine this? That goes on for 11 minutes. Man goes on to have a heart attack. He's begging for his pills. Female police officer at the scene proceeds to call him an animal. Listen, again, I'm I'm not going to get into the before, what happened before. I'm sure there were some disagreements about what should have happened. This is this guy's daughter. She's six. She's dying. And in a system of government-run medicine, when your six-year-old daughter's dying, what the state tells you is going to happen, that's what's going to happen. And when you disagree, you find yourself in handcuffs, being violently pulled away from your daughter and being called an animal by the state. You want this here? Think this is a joke? Going back to the beginning of the show, ah, we'll vote for a guy who has rapidly declining cognitive abilities. It'll all be okay in the end. It will. It will. Why? They wipe clean your history, try to eliminate history classes, keep your kid out of school, destroying their future, wipe clean your wallet with taxes you've never seen before in American history, and subject you to a government-run healthcare system where if you dare to protest the treatment of your child at your six-year-old's bedside, they haul you out of there and call you an animal, arresting you while you have a heart attack? We're in a bad place, folks. A bad place. We have a chance to turn it around. I'm telling you, this president we have now is the only thing standing between you and the chaos. That is it. The only thing. This stuff should really frighten you. All right, I've got more tomorrow on the show, including Biden's tax plan, which should freak you all out. I panicked my mother-in-law this weekend. I'm a little worried. Seriously, she was ready to like sell off her entire uh, retirement assets this weekend because I told her what Biden are planning. Let me just tease this one bit. I'm sorry. I don't mean, but this is important. People in the Democrat Party are actually talking about now taxing unrealized gains. In addition to all this chaos we've been pointing out throughout the show, unrealized gains you've made for capital gains. Unreal. You know what that means? 
Imagine if they, they transfer that to ca- cap gains on your house. Unrealized, meaning you didn't cash them in. Joe, you own a stock you've had for 50 years. You never sold it. The way sane people do it is you pay the tax, capital gains tax, on the gains when you sell it. Imagine being taxed. This is actually being discussed. I'll show you tomorrow by Democrats if Biden is elected. Taxing your unrealized gains, assets you haven't even sold. Imagine if that applied to your house, your stocks, your pension fund. You want to talk about collapsing the United States economy in one fell swoop. You think I'm messing with you? I'll show you a piece in the journal tomorrow. I'll walk you right through it. They are actually talking about this. Yeah, but go ahead. Elect a guy whose cognitive abilities are declining by the minute. Good luck with that. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Please check out my interview show with Greg Gutfeld. We did this weekend too. This one set the world on fire. I really knew it was going to do well, but I didn't expect the response. One of our most listened to shows ever, interview shows. Greg Gutfeld, he talks about cancel culture, social media, and his new book, The Plus. It blew it up this weekend. Um, I think the hilarious back and forth between me and him was a welcome reprieve for a lot of you. Check it out. Uh, and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, but you can see that youtube.com slash Bongino. Check it out. Watch that video too on my channel. You know, I mean, the video is even more disturbing than the audio. Thanks for tuning in folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.